Hello, this is Stephen Day from the Walking Access Commission, Arahikoi Aotearoa. Uh, today I'm talking with Grant Hunter, who has been organising access to Canterbury farmland for row gaining events for many years now, and has written an article on private rural land, managing risk and recreation access. We've published that article on our website and would recommend it. It's an excellent read. Uh, hello, Grant. How are you? Oh, good, thank you, Stephen. And look, I really appreciate the opportunity to talk about the experience we've had uh, with regard to access for recreation on private land. I think there's some positive messages there, and I'm very pleased to share them. If you could explain briefly to me what row gaming is, because it'll be something that not everyone's familiar with. Okay. Well, row gaming is, is both a recreation and a sport. It involves navigating using a topographical map around a either a natural or a rural landscape with complex terrain, valleys, ridge tops, places which people haven't been to before probably. And they are in small teams they are given a map and they plan a course around a series of uh, checkpoints which have been ma mapped in the land or marked in the landscape and also marked on the map. And they have a certain amount of time, it could be two hours, it could be twenty four hours. Uh, to navigate, to plan a course to navigate around as many of those checkpoints as they can. And it's grown very quickly. We're getting uh, big events in New Zealand. We get up to 400 to 500 participants. Yeah. And row gaming would require quite a different type of access to land than a lot of other outdoor recreation, wouldn't it? We, we can use a range of terrains in row gaming. What we really want is complex terrain, often bit hilly, uh, a range of vegetation cover from open grassland to forest, scrubland. Uh, the more diversity, the better in a sense. That mix often is found in farmland. When we require access, we really want, I guess it was really three-dimensional, we want to better go up and down um, and across landscapes. We don't, we, we, we aren't confined to tracks. Now your article, which describes the access issues around recreational road gaining is gives quite a positive spin on the experience you've had of asking for access and receiving it. Can you describe that for me? Yes, it, it's one of the most dare I say it, one of the most satisfying components of my recreational life. I guess I was first involved in the late 1990s uh, uh, with a, with a 12-hour event in Canterbury, and I was the person who would uh, arrange access and it involved about 12 farms and I figured out a way to approach people and found out who the landowners were. And from then to now I've really had a, a very, very satisfying and, and useful success rate, if you like, in, in arranging access for, for a lot of people to navigate around farms uh, on a, on a one-off uh, basis. Rogan, we tend to try to find somewhere new each year, each event. So. Uh, we're looking for new terrain all the time, and we're not repeatedly visiting the, the same farms. Uh, but another point is we need to have access invariably to more than one farm. If we're working in typical hill country, we're often between, say, six and, and ten farms. Yeah. I think you say in the article that you've approached over 240 farmers or private landowners, and most of them have said yes. Yeah, most have. Um, over, this is over about 18 years, and overall it's around about a 90, I think 94%, 95% uh, yes rate. 
Yeah, I mean, I think that cuts across the the stereotypes that some people have about asking for permission for access to land, doesn't it? Yes, I get frustrated, I guess, when I see a lot of the negative press around access. It, it's only part of the picture. We tend to focus on the problem areas. And I think, yes, we, we the reality is that we're, we're guests and we need to reflect it in our thinking and our approach. And I think part of that approach is to understand the perspective that landowners have towards managing their risks. Now, in your article, you identify and discuss biosecurity. Is that something you see becoming more of an issue? Well, I think it is. Right from the very first year, there were issues of foot rot, which were affecting some farms, and other farmers were clear of foot rot. And clearly, people didn't, farmers didn't want it spreading between properties, nor did we want to run the risk of aiding that spread. It's unlikely, but it's possible. The consequences of a biosecurity failure are huge for landowners. There's, there's heaps of biosecurity alerts around the country, and we seem to be getting more and more of them. And uh, we need to be very, very mindful of that and not put ourselves in a position where we might be threatening biosecurity values. And another issue that you discuss is uh, health and safety on farms. Yes, I think it's a bit overrated as a the reason for stopping access. I'm sure that some farmers use all sorts of reasons to, to block access, but most don't. But I think there's a, alongside the legal aspects, there's also the, the duty of care. And I think we have, recreational people have a, a duty of care, landowners have a duty of care. Neither wants the other party to be, or any party to be, disadvantaged or put at risk and I think it was, it's talking through the risk so people understand uh, the duty of care aspects as well as the legal aspects and I've virtually never had a, a, a landowner out of 240 use safety issues as a reason to say no. Yeah, reading through this article is um, really heartwarming to see the way that everyone's working together and it's all coming into something that works for everybody. I'll just add, we've gone from seeking access to we're now getting rural communities coming to us interested in collaborating on events. We've, we've built relationships with a lot of rural communities where they are, firstly, some of the landowners are joining in our events. They enjoy participating on neighbouring properties. And secondly, we're getting rural communities coming to us, and we're talking about several a year in Canterbury, uh, where they'd like to collaborate with us to organise an event. There, there can be a fundraising component. Because we're dealing with big numbers of people, we can offer a rural community a, a payment, you know, a, a payment for providing a meal afterwards, and that's yeah. a tradition of road gaming that we do that. We do try to put something back into the community and, and the fundraising component, which has never, never really been a condition for access approval, but it's a nice way to to sign off and, uh, and make the benefits two way. Thanks Grant, that was Grant Hunter from Canterbury. You can find his full essay on land access and row gains on our website walkingaccess.govt.nz or in our latest email newsletter. Thanks for joining us, Mā te wā.